Hello there, cat people. Dan the Catman here, and welcome to episode 25 of the Shelter Cats podcast. Uh, I'm going to dispense with my usual um, pleasantries. This is a very, 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 very powerful episode that I am rushing out because this story needed to be told. Uh, it's, it's a very unfortunate story of just tragic loss of a beloved, beloved cat at the hands of a corrupt, horrible system in place in the town of Hempstead Shelter. That's one of the big shelters where I live on Long Island in New York. Uh, it involves a cat that lived its best life on a beach with an amazing, amazing person whose story you'll hear in just a few moments. It is a story of a cat that just unfortunately wandered over a fence. And it is the story of just a misunderstanding that this cat ended up in a horrible shelter that is connected with a corrupt, horrible vet in a, in a major town in Nassau County. And it's a story of a cat that was, was put to sleep when it was entirely unnecessary, when there are when there are supposed to be rules in place, when there's supposed to be a protocol, a system. This is a cat that lived nearly 18 years, lived an amazing life with an amazing family and an amazing person named Tate, and just met his end in the most horrible possible way most horrible of which is that it wasn't necessary this happened because of the corruption and political back dealings of a town shelter and a horrible disgusting slaughterhouse of a vet in Valley Stream New York which is a major town in Nassau County for those not on the island that just have a Tony Soprano back deal. You know, you you rub my back, I'll rub your back with no thought to the animals whatsoever. All about a vet bill. I'm going to do my absolute best and likely fail from just expressing how angry I am because I'm recording this intro after, after I talked with Tate. And not long after this tragedy happened with her cat spirit, she learned of the same exact thing that happened with someone else's cat named Toast, which is why this episode is called Toast and Spirit. So without further ado, I want you to stop what you're doing, turn down your music, put your phone on mute, and just listen to this wonderful human being Tate Simmons, my guest today. She speaks with emotion, with passion. She speaks with eloquence that is far beyond her years. And this is someone that you really need to pay attention to because she has an amazing future because she's going to make this change. 
because what happened to her beloved cat very simply had no reason to happen so here is the story of toast and spirit with my guest Tate Simmons I hear you okay awesome thank you so much um we're going to try this again. Thanks so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, I saw your post. Thank you for having me. I saw your post and I just had to have your story as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so really to, right. to begin, can you, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so thank you again for having me. This really means a lot. And when you reached out, I was like, this is, this is special because I want this story to get out there and I want people to know and I want the cat community especially to know. So when I saw your podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, this, you know, this is the perfect outlet. So um, my name is Tate Simmons. I am the owner of Spirit, one of the cats that was horrifically and tragically euthanized because of the town of Hempstead's lack of process and protocol in their um, town of Hempstead animal shelter in conjunction with their contracted vet, central vet in Valley Stream. Um, so, yeah. And before anything else, tell me about your cat. I want to know, because your cat was 18, am I correct? 17, almost 18. He, he was an old man. <laughs> tell me about tell me about him yeah so i've had spirit almost my entire life um i'm 25 years old and like i said spirit was 17 almost 18 so um i wow. live in a small town on the island um a beach community speed limits 15 miles an hour it's born and raised there um it's just a really special town especially for like our ferals and our and our house cats um so Spirit was actually born on the bay side of town. Um, when I was little, I had this obsession with like the cats on the bay side because of course they love to be down there. Um, there used to be like, there's fishing stations down there and there's endless foods for the ferals. Um, so my pediatrician at the time knew I was a crazy cat girl and um, <laughs> she was working on a TNR problem, you know, by her house and she had a litter. And, um, you know, every day I'd go over there, I'm like, mom, I want a kitten. I want a kitten. You know, she's trying to get them all adopted and, you know, all this stuff. And my mom's like, absolutely not. We don't need another cat. We already have three. You know, you don't need another animal in this house. Um, so I was persistent. Um, and every day I kept going and looking at the kittens and every kitten was spoken for except for one little black one. Um, and I've always loved black cats. I'm very, uh, I, I'm just in love with them. So that was my little spirit. And uh, finally, one day, my mom and dad agreed. They're like, you could bring him home. You know, you know you've know, you hounded us enough. Um, and he was just the cutest little thing. I mean, he everyone looked past him because he was black. But for me, I thought he was like the most perfect little thing in the entire world. Um, so I was able to bring him home. And he was one of the most amazing cats. And I know everyone says that about their cats. But spirit was an old man. I mean, when he was younger, he was so spunky. He was sparky. He, you know... He was an indoor-outdoor cat, um, and... There's a tiny brief intermission. We had a minor, minor blip in the episode, so I'm just recording this to kind of link the two parts together so that it's not so jarring. But I'm going to take this opportunity to thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Uh, this means a lot to me because I want this story to be told 
far and wide. So thank you so much. And now let's get back to Tate and the story of Toast and Spirit. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. <laughs> you are you are giving me an editing challenge, but I accept it. So when last you were telling me about um, about about he was a, you know how how he became an older man and he was an indoor outdoor cat. Yes. So Spirit was an indoor outdoor cat, um, and you know my house is a few houses down from the beach. So he, I mean. <laughs> Up until the day he died, he was always walking to the beach. Um, I have four other cats, and and he kind of ran the show at the house. Um, but he was a very forgiving creature. I mean, he, I have younger cats in the house that would just pick on him, and and he always kind of stood his ground and and had a very wise look to him. Um, and he, you know, the one thing I have to say about this cat is my my whole life you know through ups and downs everyone goes through you know hardships and points where they're like what is going on what is life what is you know what's next for me but i think this cat you know spirit was always just a steady piece of my life um and a lot of the pictures that you see trending around you know he was in a cast um my my little old man he must have missed the jump to the counter. Um, we're not sure because we weren't home. All of a sudden we got home and he was walking with a limp. But what we're thinking is he missed the jump to the counter or to one of the elevated surfaces in the house. And he ended up breaking his leg. Um, oh, so no. immediately we rushed him to um, Liv's Long Island Veterinary Specialists um, who were able to take a good look. And they didn't, they didn't even have to sedate him for x-rays. He was just so perfect. Um, he went in there, they were able to x-ray him and they're like, well, he broke his leg. Um, and you know, regardless of his age, he's a healthy cat. And they're like, we're going to cast him up. They're like, as long as you're committed to this every week, you'll have to come back. He'll have to get a new cast, but it'll heal. It won't heal perfectly, but he'll still have many more years ahead. So, um, the last four months we were bringing him back and forth to libs. Thank God to my mom. She was she was the one who was really, you know, committing all the time to doing this. I work full time in the city. Wow. Um, and every single week he'd come back and, and Long Island veterinary specialists, they are amazing. They would cast him in different colors around Halloween. They had him in like a Frankenstein cast and, you know, Valentine's day, they had him in a heart cast. Um, so he, you know, he always had a really cute little decorated cast on um, and, and they wouldn't have casted him up and put him through the whole process if they didn't think he had many more amazing years. Absolutely. Um, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. He just sounds like an amazing special cat and to be part of your life for so long. Yeah. So with that being said, how the part I'm not understanding, how did he end up at town of Hempstead? Yeah, so that's, I'll walk you through the whole story. Um, it's definitely, as I'm telling you this, you'll be able to see where the pieces are have, were broken. Um, so as I mentioned, you know, Spirit had broken his leg. Um, once his cast had been taken off, the vet said, look, I'm happy with how it healed. You know, he's going to have a little bit of like a peg leg. He's going to have not a perfect walk, but it's going to, you'll be able to tell, you know, that he did break this at one point but it's not going to affect his quality of life. He'll still be the same old happy spirit that, you know. Um, so the morning of April 16th, um, you know, prior we had been trying to keep him inside because we're like, you know what? He should not, you know, we don't need him outside. He can't, can't fend for himself. And a lot of people are going to say, you know, oh my gosh, you deserve this because your cat went outside. You know what? 
the town that I live in and the life that my cats have outside, they're on the beach every day. They're happy. I'm literally a few houses off the beach. My cats are so happy being indoor, outdoor. Um, and they're monitored, you know, every single night they don't venture far at all. Um, so, you know, I just want to emphasize too, that just because my cat was an indoor outdoor doesn't mean that this was deserving. This could have right. happened to someone's cat that snuck out, you know, you have company over and the cat gets past the person when they open the door or a dog that maybe got out, you know, it broke out of the fence. It doesn't have to do with him being out indoor outdoor. This has to do with the protocol and process in place. Um, so spirit story, the morning of April 16th, my mom had let him out. Um, you know, he always had a little morning ritual. He'd eat with the other cats and then he'd lay out in the sun in the driveway. That was like his favorite thing to do. And when he got this cast off, you know, the months after, he was so happy to just like have that leg like toasted up in the sun. Um, and he was, <laughs> I called him my purring machine because he was always purring and he was always happy. Um, but he had ventured literally no exaggeration six feet off my property line he had hopped the fence and he had gone to the house directly behind us if you look out my back window you can see the driveway um and everyone was familiar all my neighbors everyone in town was familiar with my cat they know i do cat rescue they know my cats um except for the person behind us so they had company visiting from out of town in virginia um so no one in that house at that time was familiar with the cat and what had happened was they had actually fed spirit and he went to, after he ate a full meal with this woman, he laid down in the driveway, resting in the sun. And she took it among herself to believe that his, you know, he looked like he was struggling. His leg looked like he was struggling. Um, you know, she said that, his, you know, he looked like he was walking with a limp and he was in pain. When in reality, that was just his leg that had healed. Um, he right. showed no signs of being in distress. He was just laying there happy in the sun. Um, so again, this woman was for, from Virginia. She didn't know. Thinking she was doing the right thing, she had called town of Hempstead Animal Control. It was a Sunday. Um, so shockingly enough, I've seen cats get hit by cars. I've seen dogs get hit by cars. I've seen animals with organs strung out in the, in the middle of the road. And I can't get town of Hempstead here. But on a Sunday morning, this woman made one call and somehow got the animal control unit to come. Um, and from there, this is where the story gets bad. So she thought she was doing the right thing, right? She didn't know the cat. She wasn't from the area. She didn't ask around. She didn't say, you know, is this anyone's cat? Knock on door to door. She would have known if she just knocked on two or three doors, but she didn't. She thought she was doing the right thing. She thought he was abandoned, even though he had a collar on. Still not sure where that miscommunication happened, but... I didn't want to rail into her too much. Um, so she called town of Hempstead and the driver came. He did not ask her, did you ask around? Did you, you know, this cat has a collar on. He must belong to someone. Did you do your due diligence? You know, we have a community Facebook page. She could have easily posted one photo and I'm guaranteeing you in one minute, they would have said that's Tate Simmons cat, but she didn't. Now the town of Hempstead driver, he did not ask any questions. He saw the collar did not do anything. He picked up my cat. My cat went with him willingly, picked up my cat, put him in the back of the animal control unit, and he was off. Oh my now, God. now, this is kind of, you can, as you know, this was, you know, a very traumatic situation. But what happened was the animal control, you know, normally, or what I thought was they bring the animals to the shelter and they're held under a lost and found program. That is very much not the case here. They brought Spirit directly to Central Vet Associates in Valley Stream, which is the contracted vet's office. 
if you look up this vet's office, they are one of the worst veterinary hospitals. I, I don't even want to say just on Long Island. I want to say on, in this country because I have heard horror stories. People have approached me even prior to this situation happen, you know, happening, saying this place is absolutely horrible. They have no reason to be open and in business. They're absolutely careless. They don't care about their animals. You know, they need to be shut down. They're money hungry. Well, the town of Hempstead Animal Shelter has a contract with this vet's office. So since it was a Sunday, there was no vet on call at the actual animal shelter, which is a huge problem. That being said, Spirit never even made it to the animal shelter. They drove him directly to Central Vet. From there, he was there literally for maybe one to two hours. The vet ran tests that all showed he was fine. There was not one result that showed he should have been euthanized. He had a collar on. He was a lively cat. I mean, his eyes, it wasn't like, you know, he came in and he was limp and couldn't move his head. My cat, my cat definitely, his last moments living, wanted to move around. He was unfamiliar with the place. He was definitely terrified. What she did was she ran these tests. They racked up quite a bill, which, you know, us taxpayers pay for that. And from there, made the decision, you know, she looked at his leg. She looked at his old age. She made the decision to take his collar off. She threw it in the garbage and my cat was euthanized. Oh my God. So there was no lost and found protocol. There was no, you know, this cat has a collar on. Don't we think he might have a home? There was nothing. The cat never even made it through a program. Like these shelters are supposed to have these amazing lost and found programs where they do anything that, you know, they'll do anything in the world that they can to have the cat find their home. Right? Like we want to believe that in these shelters and, and these town of Hempstead board members, that they actually care and they want to reunite these animals with their homes and, and, you know, they feel sorry for the victims. They, there was no process in place. The vet literally rips the collar off and threw it in the garbage. And to me, that is so symbolic for so many things because when a cat has a collar on, it didn't just magically get put on, you know? And she looked at his leg and did it, it's like what's kind of crazy to me and as i like tell the story over and over again it just keeps reoccurring to me that she looked at his old age and his leg and didn't even you know it healed it was healed and she's a veterinarian she's supposed to understand you know the the, the cat's body and and how things work and how you know the bones come mend together if something's broken like you could tell this cat had been through veterinary care but for some reason she euthanized him and looking back at the day you know when we called our actual veterinarian and and were mortified as to what happened our vet could not believe it we were able to get all those veterinary records that central vet did and not one veterinarian to this day and we're showing these records to everyone can find one reason why this cat was death worthy you know she on the on the sheet she said he was emaciated well you know what you didn't run a hyperthyroid test because if you did you would have seen that he had a hyperthyroid, which is an easy thing. They didn't do anything. It was it was a look and a, mm, well, you know, he's old. He's done. There was no process. And what's most bothering to me is, you know, we had called that vet's office. And as soon as we found out what had happened, my mom, believe it or not, my neighbors who are so amazing, they had helped us for days. Cause after the second day of spirit, not being home, I'm like, something is wrong. This is not like my cat. You know, my cats come in, they go out, they're on a, they're on an hourly routine. They're a kind woman, um, a neighbor of ours who actually 
works a lot with the town of Hempstead Animal Shelter, I kept saying to her, I'm checking their Facebook page, but they're not posting any cats. Like, it's just weird, but, you know, they probably didn't find him because if they found him, they would have posted him on social media. Well, that was not the case. They had found him and they had picked him up. They just didn't put him through the process. So my neighbor had called and said, hey, did you, you know, did you by any chance pick up a cat on Sunday from Point Lookout? And they're like, yeah, we did, uh, you know, on so-and-so Avenue. Um, yeah, the cat was euthanized. Oh my she dropped the phone and called my mom. Her, like, I'm glad I didn't hear that first phone call because I think I would have just died inside. She called my mom in tears, just unconsolable. And my mom, believe it or not, was driving and got in a car accident. Minor car accident. She tapped the person in front of her. Um, but that's, that's how powerful that moment was. Um, right. My just, mom's just... fine. Everything's fine. But Okay, good. Good. My God. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we called the vet because we wanted to know what happened. Now, when I, I've done a lot of volunteer work when I was little for shelters in the area. And I'm, I've been an animal kid my entire life. You want to believe that these shelters are full of good-hearted people, right? And, you know, when Animal Control picked up the cat and they brought it to Central Vet, that the vet would have looked at him and said, you know what? This is an old cat, but he looks pretty darn good, you know? Um, But there was none of that. And that has unfolded a whole nother story. And I'm understanding, you know, that with politics and and this person knows this one and, and, you know, he's, you know, we have a contract with them because he knows her and she knows him. And it's all about money. Because at the end of the day, Town of Hempstead was billed for Spirit's tests. Only an hour or two of tests racked up to over $1,500, including the euthanation fee, which is $200. You're telling me you couldn't have held my cat for just another day and posted on your Facebook page or just held him at the shelter. I would have found him. You're telling me you couldn't have even done that. Um, So this is a huge problem and this is disgusting and... You know, I think the big eye-opening moment for me was last week I was actually at a fundraising event in town um, for the Long Island Children's Center for uh, Children with uh, Disabilities, and I was volunteering. And an angel (laughs) named Diane Madden, who as soon as this story broke out with spirit, I told everyone as soon as I could in April, Diane Madden reached out to me and she really offered me support and guidance and was just an angel sent from above i cannot emphasize that enough um she's like you know you you need to move forward with this this shelter has so many issues and and you're just another victim like this is happening more than you think and and really kind of explaining to me so many of the issues with this shelter that i was unaware of um but then last week diane had sent me a screenshot from another person another family um the craigs who live in wantaw the same exact thing happened to their cat, Toast. Now, their cat went missing. He was an indoor-outdoor cat. And, um, you know, unfortunately, same exact situation. A neighbor didn't know the cat. The neighbor brought the cat to town to Hempstead. Now, interestingly enough, in regards to Toast's story, Toast was brought, he was brought in by this neighbor. And town of Hempstead, it was a Friday, And they had, I think it was a Friday or a Saturday, I can't remember, but they had, the cat was brought to the veterinary um, office in Wontaw because it was during the, I think it was a weekday and, um, you know, so on and so forth. And the Wontaw vet said, you know, he's fine. He just needs to be monitored with some fluids and, 
you know, just nor- normal stuff. So from there, since there was not a vet on call at the town of Hempstead Animal Shelter, Toast was then brought from Wontaw Vet. And just remember, they ran tests and they gave strict instructions that he just needs to be monitored with fluids. They brought him to Central Vet in Valley Stream. Jesus. From there, the vet ran the same exact tests. Nothing was wrong with the cat, and the cat was euthanized the same day. Now, here's the crazy thing. Mid-transport, somewhere from Wontaw Animal Shelter, from Wontaw Vet's office to Central Vet, Toast had had his leg injured. And no one can figure out what happened. But can you imagine the cat's in an unfamiliar van. He went from one vet's office, numerous tests, going to another vet's office, and he shows up lethargic with a bad leg. What happened there? And from there, the vet at Central Central Vet made the decision to euthanize him. Now, again, this was the same day. There was no five-day hold process. There was no lost and found protocol being followed. There was no photos posted on social media, no, no community outreach, nothing. My God. Since that happened, and I'm not even kidding, Dan, when, I, when Diane sent me that screenshot, I wanted to just fall to the floor and cry because I wanted to hope in my own mind that when that happened to Spirit, it was an accident. For some reason, it was an accident. And I, I wasn't, I, I, that was kind of how I was getting through the grieving, right? Um, right. But then when this happened with Toast, I immediately went to Facebook and I wanted to know what happened to certain people, like in terms of their pets. I mean, I've heard horror stories in 2017, the dog named Oslo, who was euthanized again because of the lack of town of Hempstead protocols. You know, again, you would think that's a one off. It's not the amount of people that have reached out ever since Toast and Spirit stories. It's disgusting and it's scary. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm so uneasy because this to me is I, you know, I'm I'm lucky. You know, I'm lucky in a way because I found out what happened to my cat. And a lot of people are out here on Long Island thinking, you know, my senior cat, my senior indoor outdoor cat or my senior feral just crawled away and died. Honestly, there's a good chance that they were victims of this lack of process and the central vet associates in Valley Stream. So there's there's a whole issue here. My God, I'm I'm I'm. I'm completely speechless, like literally jaw dropped, speechless. Yeah. Now, what was, what was the shelter? What was Town of Hempstead's response to you? So, there, there's a few responses. I'll, I'll kind of go in chronological order here. So, obviously, when my mom had found out what happened to Spirit, she immediately drove to the Town of Hempstead Animal, animal Shelter um, in tears. She did not even tell me at this point because she was. It was a week before my 25th birthday, and she was hoping that this was the wrong cat. You know, that it was another black cat that was picked up. She was up until the moment that they showed her my actual cat. She was praying it was not him. So she goes to the town of Hempstead Animal Shelter and the people, the women at the front desk, I have heard this for so long. They are horrible. They are not. It's like someone's going to you about a cat that is half is is their entire life. And you're going to look at them and say, well, you know, um, what was a 17 year old cat doing outside anyway? as my mom's crying in front of her, as she gets the cat handed back to her in a black garbage bag. So when my mom got to the shelter, 
it's not like there were people running to her saying, I am so sorry this happened. I cannot believe it. We're going to fight to make sure this process is stronger and tighter. And, you know, we just want to send our regards again. This is horrible. We cannot believe you went through this. Your cat fell through the cracks of the system. Nothing. The only comment that she got that day was, well, what was a 17-year-old cat doing outside anyway? And you know what? Regardless of your standpoint on that, this is an animal. This is a member of someone's family. And like I said earlier, this could have been someone's feral or a house cat that just slipped out or a dog that just slipped out. You know, there's such a huge problem here. It has nothing to do with me letting my cat out. You know, and you know what? If he could talk and if he was still alive today, I know he'd say to me, thank you for letting me have my last hours on the beach. And thank you for letting me live 17 beautiful years in this town. Not venturing far. It's not like he went five blocks over. He was six feet off my property line. He never ventured far. My God. My God. You know, a black garbage bag? Yep. So my mom, we, and and my, my family always laughs because, you know, you picture, you picture these moments of, you know, your last moments with your cat, you're holding their paw, you know, at the vet's office when you decide to put them down. Of course. My cat died on a metal slab with strangers and I will never, ever forget that. And I will always feel the grief and I will always feel the sadness. I think it's, it's, I can't even think about it because it makes me so, it, physically aches me and it hurts me but you know it's the reality of what happened and i have to think about it in order to keep the fire inside of me angry about it you know i I will never come to peace with this now jumping forward with what happened with toast that immediately made me want to step in and i am so lucky because diane madden and valerie heffron who, who runs voters for voiceless um they have both been absolutely incredible and have been really holding my hand and Toast's family's hand and, and my family's hand through all of this and have been just these brilliant women who are beyond inspiring. And I feel so lucky to even have them in my life right now. They, they have really guided me on, on what to do and the fire I need and, and, and the justice that, that Spirit and Toast and all the other lives that were lost, unknowingly lost, deserve. So Tuesday night, um, this last Tuesday night, we had um, the town of Hempstead board meeting held their town hall. And it was one of those things where, you know, I'm like, I'm going to get a bunch of people there. I want to get, you know, the news there. I want to get the press in. So, you know, a week leading up, uh, myself, Diane, Valerie, my family um, and, and Toast's family, all were really working hard to get as many people as we possibly could there. And we did. We were able to get some really amazing animal advocates News 12, who are amazing with these community stories, came um, and did a whole segment on us. Um, so we had a vigil before the, the town hall. Um, and we spoke to everyone about, you know, the change that we want, the five-day protocol that needs to be in, process, in place, the, you know, lost and found social media pages that need to be operating. I mean, we need an operating social media lost and found page for the shelter. How are people supposed to find their pets? Just give one person one person the role of running the lost and found page and i promise you we won't have this issue again the five-day hold we need diane madden to be brought into that shelter to bring people together to make sure everyone's following their job responsibilities to make sure that families are being reunited with their pets when this happens i mean in all reality a shelter is meant for lost pets so how is this how is an has it in an insufficient lost and found program program in place and no one's demanding for change so after this vigil, we went right in with News 12 um, in front of the town board. 
a bunch of us spoke about toast and spirit and, and, and the change that we need and the protocols we need in place and asking Don Clavin and Chris Carini, please listen to us. These are our stories. Now, I had gone up kind of towards the end and I had reiterated Spirit's story and I had, you know, emphasized to them what I need and what I'm asking for. And I think one of the most heartbreaking things behind this is that you think because human beings are human beings and we're supposed to have a heart and a soul and we feel for other people's pain. You would have thought that after like the fifth person that went up to speak about these cats, that Don Clavin would have lifted his head up and just looked us in the eye. Or that he would have said, you know, go in the back, meet with counsel. Let's talk more about this. I want to talk with you. I want to understand. I want to, I want to, I want to know how I can help as the town supervisor. Or Chris Carini as the, as the councilman. Like, what, what can I do? What can I do? Can I help? Can I do? We had none of that. So, Dan, by the time I got up to speak, again, it was towards the end. I hadn't seen one emotion, not one response from oh any, of, any of the board. So when I got up to say I was fired was an understatement. I was, I felt such anger inside of me. And you only have three minutes to speak at these board meetings, which is quite ridiculous. How can I put a 17 year old's life into three minutes? But I had to do it. Right. At the end, I remember looking up and just looking at the board members and not seeing any like genuine response. Like I'm talking to you with tears in my eyes. I'm offering to come in and train your staff, free social media training. I work for uh, social media. I work in social media for huge multi, multi million dollar, you know, fashion brands. And I'm willing to come in and train your staff for free. I'm telling you the protocol you need. I'm telling you, we need to cut the ties with central vet associates and Valley stream. I'm telling you what we need and, and that it's so easy to fix. And not one response from any of them. Only one that I got a response from was Chris Carini. And I'll tell you why. I was so frustrated. And as I got up and I walked to the podium, I told myself, after watching all my friends and family and Toast family stand up there and, and with such emotion say what we need and what we're asking for, we're supposed to look to this board for them to make a change. And, and you know, not just, not just to the people of the community, but to the animals. And this is a huge problem. This shelter is a five and a half million dollar a year shelter. And you're telling me we can't have a sufficient lost and found program with staff that really genuinely care about reuniting pets. We can't follow a five day hold. So when I got up about 30 seconds before my three minutes was up, I looked at Chris Carini and I said to him, I know, I know, you know, you, I, you know, you're scared. I, you know, this is a scary situation. I, I, I wanted to really just say to him, like, you know, I know you're scared in terms of not he's scared of the situation, but scared as to what the heck is happening in the community. I didn't mean it in a way of like, I know you're scared. I meant it in a way of like, I know you're scared for the community because of our stories. I wanted to be like, you know, I know you're scared because of the emotion and the empathy you have for animals. But he got very defensive after I was speaking. And he said, I'm not scared. I'm concerned. Not scared. I'm concerned. I have a dog. He had a dog that was older and, and he had to put him down. And, you know, he did emphasize that he was concerned and that he would speak to the board. And that was all I wanted. I wanted one response from one of them. Just one saying, you know, in their own words, I care. I see you. I care. I'm going to help. You know, these people are put in these positions to make a difference and they're supposed to listen to the community. And when I feel from that room that they're not listening, they're not caring, that hurt me so bad. And it's like, you know, Chris Carini is our councilman and, and, and Don Clavin is our town supervisor. And they were the two people that I wanted to pull me aside and just say, Tate, I am so sorry. 
that this happened to you. As an animal lover, as someone who's on the board, I want to let you know I'm going to help you fix this. Let's work together. Let's bring Diane Madden in. I'll listen to her suggestions. I didn't even get that. Now, what really was, I think, the topper to this whole situation was when I got home, I felt good about what I said. I felt like, you know, I kept my tears in, which I was mostly worried about because I, I, I tend to break down when I talk about this story. And I told myself, I have to show strength and I can't cry. Um, that's what the vigil was for. Um, right. But when I got home and I turned on News 12, I was sitting on the on the upstairs couch in my house. I was holding my two cats, Mama and Bean, um, both rescues, like waiting for this moment. Like, oh, my gosh, News 12 was so amazing to come here and film the story. Started off strong. They got the clips that I wanted. They, you know, they, I felt like they highlighted the story. And then at the end, they released the town spokesman's statement. And the statement basically suggested that they did the right thing and they held their ground. There was no apology. There was no public apology saying, I'm so sorry to the Simmons and the Craigs. I'm, this is such a horrific situation. We're going to look into this contract with Central Vet. There's things going on here that are wrong. It's proven to have issues. We're going to overview. You have an overview with the staff and make sure they follow their protocol. The five-day hold, like what, what the heck happened there? We're here to help. But no, they just stuck their ground. That, you might as well put a knife into my heart and pour vinegar in it. And I, I wanted to, you know, people were texting me and, and the amount of outreach and love and support that I've gotten since this story has been huge. And it's it's been so beautiful. And I'm so grateful for the people that have reached out. And I've had hundreds of comments and, and messages and, and strangers saying, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I feel your pain. And that to me is like, there are still good people out there, but not one response. And I waited all day yesterday. You know, I waited 24 hours until after the town board. I figured maybe they all reconnected and I'm going to get a call or an email. Dan, I refreshed my email probably about 100 times yesterday. Right. I would and too. I, and at the 99th time, I work full time in the city. I'm, I'm busy and, and this has become my second job because it's this is this is such a heartbreaking and, and life changing situation that happened. I didn't see one email. So today I sent follow-up emails to every single person on the board. Don Clavin CC'd on everything. And, you know, I, as a 25-year-old resident of Nassau County who's lived here her entire life, I have, I've never been involved in town politics because I always figure, you know, like there's other people who are going to handle it and make sure, you know, whoever's on the board's in line. Obviously not. But that's not the case. And I will not stop speaking up. I even said to the board, I will not stop until change is made because I owe my cat that. And I owe all the other lives that were lost because of this. Just, inhumane doesn't even do the situation justice. It's just the lack of empathy from any of these people. And you know what? They could have stayed. The board could have stayed after that meeting and they could have come up to me and they could have said, Tate, we hear all of you here. You know, what happened in Toast and Spirit was horrible. We want to make a difference. We hear you. We see you. You know, our job is to really be support to the community and make a change and make sure things are running status quo. They ran out. Don Clavin and Chris Carini didn't even wait. And I'll never forget that because in my head, I was thinking, you know, this is this is the town board. You know, they want the community to thrive. They want people to be happy. They want, they don't want to see this happening. You know, for God's sake, my cat was euthanized for no reason. And I never heard a single word except for that spokesman, the town spokesman's comment. Which was a useless comment. It's, it's like, why even, why even say something? 
just just don't put anything out it it it, it makes it worse yeah you know and i'll never i'll never understand tuesday night because in my head, and I remember Monday when I was going to sleep, I was kind of trying to play out the situation in my head. Like, what are they going to do? What are they going to say? I, I wanted someone to just stand up from, that, from the board and just say, Tate, we're here. We see you. We're helping you. Let's do this. I offered my own social media expertise, for God's sakes. It's what I do for a living. I'm willing to go in there and train your staff for free. Diane Madden is willing to come in and oversee this and make sure that this does not happen to anyone else again. They just ignored it. So to say that I'm heartbroken is obvious, but to say that I'm angry is an understatement. And I said this on News 12, and unfortunately they didn't get on the clip, but I have a lot of spunk in me and I'm not going to stop my cats or my life. Anyone who knows me knows I do rescue. I've had over 70 kittens in the last four years. I mean, I've done possums, I've done raccoons, I've any type of animal. I will always put my best forward in, you know, forward to in terms of, you know, quality of life and rescue. And, and, you know, it's hard to find people my age that do animal rescue, you know, 25 year old people are out there in the city, they're partying, they're drinking. And I like to do that too, but animals are my priority. And this situation has absolutely broken me. And it's made me feel like who the heck is running this town and what other mess have I not uncovered in terms of this shelter and the Central Vet and Valley Stream? Now, if you go to Central Vet and Valley Stream, click on their, their one-star comments, which is majority. It's, there are more one-star comments than two, three, four, five. The amount of people that have said this vet hospital has killed their pets, has charged them an insane amount of money, has no, no firm understanding of what the animals that come in there need. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's like a corporate vet office. It's not, it's not a small mom and pop vet office where it's like, you know, you picture a guy who's like, you know, an amazing vet who's in there and just wants to save lives and, you know, loves animals, right. has 10 dogs and, and a farm and horses. It's not like that. The opposite. It's, it's a money hungry operation and our taxpayer dollars are paying for it. I, I, I'm, it's the first episode I've ever been on, been on where I literally have, I'm too shocked to respond. I, I, I knew that I followed your, I, you know, I, I stalked your Facebook just to get as much information as I could, but just to hear the story in full, I am, you know, the, don't ever lose that anger. You know, I'm, I believe in the rainbow bridge. Your cat is with my cats right now. They're all pissed at this situation right. um don't ever lose that fire uh the, this this is like long island politics at its worst yeah just the ugliest part of why a growing part of me wants to move off this island because of just yeah just stupid shit like this and it's my show i could curse just stupid <laughs> stupid pointless just to make money just for a money factory horrible place don't ever lose that fire because long island needs people like you if it's ever going to get out from under this corrupt this is just corruption this is a story of corruption as far as i see it of just of just a, a corrupt system that your amazing beach loving cat was an an unfortunate victim of is just corruption just stupidity and corruption it pisses me the hell off 
that I had one small dealing with them, but it was with a, a colony I feed. So I've, I've spoken to those people at the front desk and they, yeah. I understand. I know exactly because it was two seconds. Oh, sorry. Not even that. I, I get that. It's just. And do you know, know they said the same thing to Toast's family when they had, when Toast's family had found out that the cat was euthanized, the same woman said the same thing to Scott Craig. Toast's dad. He said, she said, what was a cat that age doing outside? And you know what? It's interesting because in the animal world, you'll realize there's always people who, you know, they love animals. There's these crazy, 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 crazy people that, you know, think if, you know, your animal's an indoor outdoor, that you're a monster, that the cat belong- should have died and that you deserved right. it and stop complaining. You knew it yeah. was going to happen. Like how I, I can't understand people like that. And I had a battle with a woman on Facebook and I feel bad for her. Because, you know, she very obviously has no understanding of, you know, my cats where I live, it is a freaking heaven. And they are so happy. Like, my cat walks to me with the beach at night. Like, I have one cat, Bean, who I rescued from. Someone must have tossed him out of a moving vehicle of Sunrise Highway because I found him um, years ago as a little kitten, like, running on the side. Um, And this cat's like my dog. And you know what? He loves being outside. My cats don't venture far. You know, they're in the driveway. I have a pool. I have a hot tub in the back of, in the backyard. They all sit by the pool. Like, my cats live the best life. My boyfriend jokes with me because he's like, when I die, I want to come back as one of your cats. You know, and for these women and men to say, you know, you deserved it. Your cat was outside. Whatever you think is whatever you think. And, and take that to the grave with you. But what if this was your house cat? You know, you have people over on Thanksgiving and your cat runs out. Very likely yeah. to happen. Cat runs Absolutely. Out. Absolutely. Or your dog breaks off a leash and he goes missing for a day or so. What? D- then they deserve this too? So it's it's looking at the overall picture and people are losing this message because they're like, oh, your cat was outdoor, indoor, outdoor. Oh my God. You know what? The dog that was euthanized the same way in 2017 from the shelter and the many, 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 many other lives that have been lost since then from people who think their dog maybe just found another family or their cat maybe just wandered off and died. I'm fighting for them. This goes so far beyond spirit and toast. And so I want this story to go so crazy viral that people bump into me in the supermarket and they want to talk about it. And honestly, I'll get it to that point. I'm not going to stop until it gets to that point. I have had conversations with myself on this Long Island Railroad on my long work, you know, after a long work day, I'm talking to myself on the train. And even today, I said to myself, I am not going to stop. I refuse. And especially after how the board reacted, this is not a game. I don't find it funny. I don't find it cute. I don't think they're doing any justice to the situation by letting out stupid remarks like the one they did on Tuesday night. And then just not saying anything. And just walk out. And just walked out. I would have a hard time sleeping if I were if I were them and I heard someone, numerous people get up and say, you know, these tragic stories that have happened and the statistics behind the shelter. Do you know that Central Vet billed the town of Hempstead just in the month of April alone twenty seven thousand dollars? How many cats do you think were euthanized or dogs were euthanized out of that 27,000? They're running up these obnoxious bills because Town of Hempstead has an open checkbook. And they know they can get away with it because no one from Town of Hempstead gives a crap. And they're not looking into it. You know, what did you do? For, why did you euthanize that cat? Let's, let's sit together and look at the results and highlight where, where it was okay 
to put these cats down. Or if there was a dog, let's look and see, why did you put that dog down? $27,000. My mom had put a FOIL request in, which is, you know, freedom of information. And you can get really anything you want. And I'm sorry, the 27000 was for two months, 60 days. Still, you could have brought in another vet, one to two vets, full time, full time in that shelter. We don't need to outsource to other veterinary offices. Why are we driving our animals to Valley Stream? Bring in another vet. You'll still save money. Have a seven day a week vet in there. I don't understand why we don't. It's a town shelter. There's so many questions that I have. And from my story and Toast's story and, and, and just unraveling this just mess. And the town is aware. You know, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. I'm, I cannot, there's nothing anyone could say that will ever take away the, the, the pain, the anger, the guilt. I understand that. Yeah. But coming from me, I've had cats my whole life. I'm, I'm literally twice your age. I've had cats my whole life. Right. There is no better way to honor his memory um, than to do what you're doing. So I will, I will personally email this episode to everyone I could think of. Thank you. Um, on the board, everybody in this, in this whole fucking state, if I need to, uh, push push until it gives because the only way anything like this this is corruption there's a deal with this with this horrible place in valley stream the only way to, to make a change is to keep doing what you're doing right because because spirit is at the rainbow bridge and he is he's definitely there like fighting with you i firmly believe that so push yes. until it push until it gives don't ever let that anger no go away yeah he had an amazing life and i am well aware of those people that judge on social media because it's easy to judge right so on social media you know sitting behind the protection of of your phone screen it's easy to make a judgment i get judged all the time right that you gave him and and your other cats the best possible life within within minutes of you telling your story you could sense that he had an amazing life. His, you know, had his routine of sunning himself in the driveway and yeah. going on going on the beach. What cat could say that? And they had a hot tub and a pool. Yeah. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. And in a town you know? where the speed limit is 15 miles an hour, I mean, we're a beach community. You know, I mean, I have I have so many friends in town that have amazing ferals. You know, obviously all TNR'd and and right. you know fat chunky little guys that are super happy. One of my best friends, her mom has like. 10 ferals um right off of point like dunes and and they live like these ferals are like 16 years old you know where With, what other places can you yeah. find ferals that live that long you know yeah that's an extraordinary age yeah. for, for a feral that's like yeah of, you know just just push until it gives and just yep. thank you for what you're doing uh you know it'd be easy to just kind of collapse and and but you know turning this into a campaign into into action this has probably happened again many times since since this happened to yeah to you and and there are not people that have the the wherewithal and the and the fight that you have so don't ever give that up i'm going to have you on many more times by the way 
Thank you. Uh, appreciate as, it. as this continues, I want to keep checking in to see where this goes. Yeah. Um, and I hope I have, I hope I have updates. And I think today I sent all those emails out with a heartfelt message reminding them that this is in their hands. And I want to have faith that they will email me back and agree to talk. Just one of them. Don Clavin, Chris Carini, anyone on that board, just someone on the board talk to me. Let me know that you agree this isn't okay. And Chris Carini's comments about his dog, you know, I was happy just to hear that he's an animal lover. Because these days, you don't, people, people just don't want to love anything these days. And you know what? I have a thought about people that don't love animals and there is something wrong with them. But when I heard Chris Carini say, you know, he had passion for his dog. I'm thinking he's going to, at the end, he's going to talk to me. We're going to talk. This is great. This is great. He's going to want to hear my story again. He's going to want to see pictures. He's going to want to, you know, we'll talk tomorrow. You just walk out. And then I, I, I mentioned it to one of the people that I was sitting next to. And I said, what the heck? You know, what, like, what happened here? They're like, well, I think he had to get home. I'm like, but this, when you take that position on that board, you take an oath. And you promise to make this community, Town of Hempstead, which I love where I live. I feel very grateful. But after this situation, I have such a bad taste in my mouth. And I have spread this story so far. Every single free moment of my day, all I do is share the story. I respond to people's comments. I respond to people who are reaching out to me on Facebook Messenger. Because this is one of those things where elections are in November. And this is a very fragile time for this for this board. And I think that, you know, with elections being in November, it gives a very we're in we're it's it's an interesting opportunity right now. Right. Because it's a very sensitive time. And, you know, up until November, they're going to want to be very careful about what they say, what they do, how they act, who they support, all that. You would have thought that with News 12 next to me and all the news outlets that I've reached out to and they are aware of. They know this story that they would have just had, you know, even just as a PR stunt after talk to me with News 12 or done something or emailed me just to make themselves look better. It's such a sensitive time. They could they they're not even going to do that. I mean, this is scary. Imagine if elections weren't coming up. You know, they're acting as if they're not. This isn't a show about politics, but need I remind them who is voting Yep. It's oh, it's yeah. your your generation yep. that is voting in in large numbers and is very fired up about a lot of issues. It, the amount of people that are so fired up about this, you have no idea. I'm so proud it, of everyone who's supporting this because the numbers are huge, and the story keeps spreading. I was in the city today, walking off of Fifth Avenue, and someone came up to me and they were like, "Wait, are you Tate?" And I want, it's like in that moment, I just wanted to cry because I'm in the middle of freaking Manhattan and someone saw me on News 12 and I spoke to this woman for 45 minutes. And it's funny because I would have missed this interview. And I told her, I was like, I gotta go. Like I got, I was like, I'm going on a podcast. I have to be there. I have to make my, you know, she's like, go, go, go. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. So I res- know, we, we could have rescheduled. That's no problem. No, no, no. This is, this is big. And, and I got the woman's number and she wants updates and the amount of people that are so invested in the story. It's, I will be at every single town board meeting. I will talk to anyone that I have to just to keep this story alive. I will have to become the biggest pain in their butt. And I don't want to be. I really don't. 
I have a life. I have a job. I have a boyfriend. I have family. I have my own pets that I want to just sit and watch Netflix with. I don't want to have to be doing this. Right. So if they can just reach out and let's talk about it, let's talk about the five day hold. Let's talk about establishing a proper lost and found program. Let's talk about getting a proper functioning lost and found page. Look at their lost and found page, town of Hempstead animal shelter. And tell me when the last cat put was posted. You're telling me that not one lost cat has come into that shelter. Cause I can name two right now. Toast and spirit. So there's something deeply wrong here and I will not stop. Cannot say it enough. So town of Hempstead, if you're listening, this is an easy fix. Yeah. And if you're not listening, you will be because I'm going to share the hell out of this episode because <laughs> it's going out on Sunday. Cause I'm going to edit this really quickly. And this is, this will be live literally Sunday morning. And we're recording this the Thursday before that Sunday. This will be out in 48 hours because I will get it out. You will hear this story if you haven't already, because obviously you didn't listen the first few times. This is an easy fix. This isn't just a bill at some corrupt vet in Valley fucking stream. This is somebody's lifelong pet. I firmly prefer cats to people, which is why I speak about them on a podcast. Um. I literally, uh, one of my cats who's asleep in the next room literally <laughs> saved, literally saved my life from suicide. So I get, I get this unconditional love. Right. I understand that. He literally saved me from a depression. I, and yeah. so th- these are the, these are the animals that you just blindly drive to this hell hole wh- without taking a second and using logical thinking and looking at the clues, a collar. Hmm. Maybe this is somebody's pet. Maybe we should take a break, a breath and wait three seconds and look into this. I have no doubt what you said you would have gotten there and you would have taken them home. Right. But I, I won't, I won't, I won't go on a tangent. Yeah. Even though I really want to. Yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't have to tell you this. Don't ever lose this fire. You can, you can change this because they will not. You have to do it, and I, I am fully confident that spirits, spirits, spirit, if I may, yeah. will, 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 will course through your veins until you, as, as you push until it gives and and make the change, because right. this is not sustainable. This right. is not, more people will go through this pain and will look at them and say, are you kidding me? Right. Are you kidding me? You have no, you have no protocols in place to take a break and, and wait through animal control in the city. One of, one of my cats is a 13 year old um, death row rescue. Even they have a plan in place. They have a protocol where they wait at least a little while before they make these decisions because you can't go back from these decisions. Right. So there's no undo button. Push until it gives. And I thank you so much for telling this story on this show. Thank you so much for doing what you've done for, for not just spirit, but you know, all the, all the animals that you rescue we need more people. We need more people like you. Run for office. Honestly, I'm how- thinking about it. I am thinking about it after this situation. You know, give it, give it some thought. This, this, this Long Island needs needs new blood, especially yeah. in in politics and town boards. 
where it's just like a like a an old person's club that you're not invited to and this is a prime example of that the this this part of the world needs more people like you so yeah. thank you thank you so much i am so very sorry that you had to go through this i want to make sure that i say that i am so sorry to you your family your other cats your town that loved him uh the be- the beach that loved him i am so sorry that these people put you through this and are continuing to put you through this that is that is not that is not how this should go i am so sorry that you know if 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 it affects a change then then you know at least we can we can come back and say and then this happened and i feel like right. that will that will happen with people like you so thank you so much you're going to be on the show again yes hopefully uh, with updates um, you know positive ones <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll stay in touch and I, I will keep following your story um you know long may spirits memory remain he sounds like an he's, i love black cats he, he, he sounds like he sounds like my kind of cat um he's the best and and and, and you know and don't don't let the judgmental people derail you just no. keep plowing you have you have a strength i could tell just keep plowing forward and you will make this change and i feel like you will so thank you so much for being on the show i'm going to rush this out dan thank you Th- and, i cannot say thank you enough for sharing my story of course of course and just just good luck keep up the fight and and um you'll be on again thank you so much thank you dan okay we'll talk soon for sure take care Take care. Bye. Dan the Catman back. Um, It's rare that this Brooklyn kid has has no response to something. Uh, I'm usually pretty good at having good comebacks and responses. I, I, I literally was shocked and speechless i had questions prepared i had i had what i wanted to ask and a lot of it just went out the window when i heard that when i heard tate tell this this story and it's an ongoing story just just hearing just you hear the pain you hear the anger you hear the guilt you hear the the raw emotion in this story there is no pain in the world more more powerful, stronger, more hurtful than the loss of a pet. I've discussed it in previous episodes. There is no pain stronger than the loss of a pet. It cuts right to the heart of your being, the heart of your soul. It just rips your guts out when you lose a pet. I've lost three of my cats in the past 11 years through one way or another, sickness, old age. It is something that never stops hurting. You never stop feeling guilty. You never stop having emotions that run through your head and thoughts and questions. You never. But add to that 
the fact that this happens because we happen to live in a corrupt part of New York with people that don't care about the fact that this was somebody's beloved pet, that they heartlessly, heartlessly killed way before its time, way before their time, heartlessly killed. This is killing for no reason other than you got to deal with this vet and they ring up a big bill and everybody gets a cut or some mafia bullshit. Whatever the fuck it is, it's corruption, it's bullshit. These are people's beloved pets. My Tucker saved my life and prevented me from killing myself because I was unhappy. And to just heartlessly drive somebody's lost cat or dog to a town shelter and just just put them through a conveyor belt because the bill will be rung up that's high is just it stinks of corruption it stinks of backdoor dealings it stinks of a mafia movie and it just pisses me off because it just doesn't need to happen you want to have corruption corruption with something else don't have corruption when it's somebody's pet when it's some some that something that is part of the family that's that you've that she's had her whole life and through a misunderstanding from some woman that just didn't live here and didn't know any better and the blink of an eye this cat is brought to this place and these idiots just make this decision because it'll be a high bill and that's it and there's no reason for it to happen other than it stinks of corruption and and the worst possible people making the worst possible decisions because of one thing and one thing only money no heart no compassion no protocol no rules no procedures just this will be a good bill for us and everybody gets their cut behind closed doors so let's just let's just do this and we'll deal with the consequences later and that's the only reason why this happens and it's wrong and it needs to change and these town boards need to get their heads out of their asses and stop doing this because I'll say it again and I'll keep saying it and Tate will keep saying it these are people's pets these are beloved members of the family that have done a lot more for society than you politicians ever will they have loved unconditionally all they want is to live their best life with their beloved families shit happens and the cat wandered a little further than it needed to just take a break take a breath and follow a procedure make absolutely certain that this isn't somebody's pet and don't make a decision that you cannot come back from 
like you've done with spirit, like you've done with toasts, and like I'm sure you've done with countless other pets before and since. Stop it. Because you're going to keep hearing from me, and you're going to, more importantly, you're going to keep hearing from Tate, because she's not going to stop. And that, that part of this horrible, unnecessary story warms my heart. If there's a positive that can be taken out of this horrible, horrible, tragic story is that there is an even stronger advocate that is, has a fire under her that is, that is just fired up, angry, and it's just going to get worse and stronger and it's not going to stop until this change happens. So if by some miracle or chance a Town of Hempstead member actually stops to listen to this episode, take a minute, respond to Tate with compassion, say you're sorry, and make the change. Don't let this happen to another spirit, to another toast, to another beloved pet that got put down before their time because you don't want to follow the rules and the protocols and you don't want to make an easy simple change that will prevent this from happening again get back to her with respect and dignity and apologize and offer a solution that's what good people do they admit their mistakes and they offer to work to change it nobody's perfect but it's how you learn from things like this that tell people who you really are as human beings and as people that are part of our society and the political makeup of Long Island. End of speech. Don't let this happen again. Thank you so much for listening. This was, this was a tough, tough story, but it needed to be told. You need to hear this story. And do me a favor. I don't ask this very often. Share this episode with other people. I have international listeners. Share this story with with a few other people. Share it far and wide. This is not about me. This is about Tate. This is about spirit. This is about Toast. And to Toast's family, I express my heartfelt condolences. My heart goes out to you as well. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourselves, take care of your pets and your cats, and I'll see you in the next episode.